Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. And today we're talking about the REAP stage That's of right. Total Control Accounting System, where everybody wants to be, right? Exactly. That's... Just saying REAP yeah. makes you, like, conjures up positive images. That's I think, what it's right? all for, right? The journey. That's right. Like, ultimately leads to reaping all the benefits. Right. So you started out... You couldn't even, you know, we're, we're putting a perspective you in there. You couldn't even record your transactions. Right. Much less read them, but now you're reaping. That's right. So you're, you're, you climbed the mountain. Yeah, so to kind of give a quick overview, recording was all about getting organized, just literally recording your transactions, right. your financial data, yep. getting it all in one location, automating what you can. Yep. Reading is about integrating it into your business through tracking KPIs, yep. looking at KPIs with staff members where it's relevant, right. looking at your data on a routine basis and using that to make decisions. So this last stage, you're you're this is where you are. I mean you're Yeah. This is the wh- good stuff. Where, where where is there left to go? I don't know. <laughs> um, that's up to you to decide, I guess. If you get here the options are on the table. I feel like this is where, when I was thinking about it today, I was like, this is where I feel like the rich get richer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a much, this is opportunistic phase. This is um, taking advantage of opportunities. Oppor- you know. Yeah. Um, this is where you're making things happen. Uh, deals come to you because you, your foundation's set. Right. Like, you have it organized. You understand what it means for your business to... to be humming on all cylinders. Those things are kind of that's foundational now. Yeah. You're not worried about those things now. You're you're looking for opportunities and you're vetting them out. Yeah. So in, in true kind of total control accounting fashion, we have alliteration as we always do. Uh, and the three F's of the reap reap stage are forecast, fund, and freedom. That's right. So I think everybody can kind of. Kind of paint yeah. that picture, right? You want to get yeah. to that freedom part. It's by design that that's the last, <laughs> right? You know. So let's talk one. about let's talk about forecasting. Mm-hmm. So you're coming off the heels of the read stage where you are really starting to hone in, right? What's working in your business? How's it working? Fine tune, kind of rinse, repeat. Okay, that doesn't that's working. Do more of that. This isn't working. Do less of that sort of thing. But now you're taking that information and you're looking forward. Well, you know, and you're forecasting, you're saying, okay, we kind of understand what it means to double down on that. What's that going to produce? Like, what's our cash flow going to look like to take advantage of opportunities? So now you're just, you're making, you're making bigger plays. You've got a lot of data behind you. You've got a lot of experience with what levers to push and what they do. Now you're starting to say, okay, push that lever down a little harder, do this, do that. It's forecasting some real growth going forward. Yeah. So what does that look like specifically in a business? Like we talked a little bit about yep. cash flow forecast before on the podcast. Is this more like strategic yep. things? Um, yeah, this is where you're starting to talk about synergies, where you're talking about, you know, when you're forecasting, okay, should we buy that business? We know that we have these costs covered. We know what their margins are. We can we can really take things that we get from that group and ours and combine them, and really streamline. We're we're looking like because we got our our house in order. We know that if we bring, you know, if we were to bring in that business line or or 
I say bring in or start that new business line or buy that business that we could integrate it easily into what we do, um, round off the you know sharpen the edges and and really could really project that that thing's going to be worthwhile to us. Mm-hmm. So we've talked before about how like generally I think we talked maybe in one of the tax basics podcast we were talking about how generally like you can kind of know what to expect in terms of like um tax write-offs or deductions yep um but i feel like in in the past like you've kind of just kind of been like yeah okay there's not really a whole lot there's not like these big loopholes right but i would feel like there's a caveat here and i feel like i've heard you say like well if you're making big decisions if you are prepared, there's maybe an asterisk there. And you've said things like, you know, okay, buying equipment yeah. versus, uh, I don't know, maybe when it comes to depreciation, this yeah. is, again, where I'm, like, yeah. losing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I'm just saying words that are in accounting vocabulary. but Right. Yeah, but so, I guess that's, all I'm saying is, like, I feel like you kind of, like, run, like, yeah, there's not much to, to worry about, except if you're, like... In yeah. this phase, then yeah. this is like maybe does it open a new door for like tax no, credits I mean, and well, give us I, the juice. Yeah, man. yeah. Come what on. I would say, so I would say kind of. So what I would say to, to your question is, when you do things, if you're at this phase and the money you're probably making, decisions you make from a tax perspective probably do impact you a little more in the sense that let's just say, you know, kind of bring full circle that discussion we had on tax brackets. Well, you might be in a 35, 37% bracket. Now buying that piece of equipment saves you 35 or 37% versus 10, 12, 22. So that, that's one thing. Um, and so I think, I think you've got a lot of things going where because in the tax world, the benefits are greater, you're probably able to take more risk because your return on lack of a better term, loss. Like if you if you spend money to try something, you get a better bang for your buck in terms of tax savings. So that's mm-hmm. one thing. Um, but I would also just say you kind of you kind of understand what moves to make and what the out what they yield. Like you got a way better idea of, man, if we go into that business line, I can pretty much know that this is what's going to happen. These are the tax benefits I'm going to get. Like you kind of got that savvy. I've got a couple clients like that. They really understand this savvy and they're just deciding between alternatives and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like that's what a lot of times happens at this stage. You get all kinds of opportunities. Now you're just you're just sorting through them. Okay. Yeah. And so those opportunities like I mean are they tax credits that now, because you can forecast, I remember one time early on, yeah. and this is a probably a bad example, but it may lead <laughs> spark some ideas. I know because I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what so, what I said to you to spark this. Yeah, you said I would never have to pay taxes again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not, not um, no, so this was after a hurricane, and I had incidentally hired somebody that was affected by hur- a hurricane. Right, um, and this was like. After we were filing payroll or something like that, you're like, hey, man, I noticed this guy's address. He qualifies for like a hurricane relief tax credit or something. I was like, oh, okay. So we ended up not having to pay as much payroll tax maybe? I think that was work opportunity credits. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So I feel like 
there's also like legends and tales of these like CEOs that can, they're just like, man, okay, well, we're going to spend our money like this and we're going to call it like R and D or something like that. And there's implications for all this stuff or we're going to buy this equipment and we're going to depreciate it a hundred percent right from the front. Yeah. I I will, I will try to dispel a few myths there. I mean, I, I, because I, I I think I know where you're going, but I don't think it's quite right. So, right. but that's why we're here, right? Yeah, I'm not I, I'm not at this stage, <laughs> so I'm just you know yeah, I'm seeing you, it like from afar. You're yeah. buying into what yeah. like well the CEOs I know what yeah. they do they yeah, run. Exactly. It's like that Seinfeld episode about the write offs you've heard about before, right? <laughs> I think so. Do you even yeah. know what a write off is? <laughs> anyway, Vandalay Industries. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no. So to those points, like most of those things are available. At any level, sure. Um, you know the work opportunity credit or buying tax credits. They just make more sense when you make more money, right? Um, and so, I don't really have a great answer to that point, other than to say I think that they just magnified when you make more money, and they they somewhat um, soften the blow on the downside. If you do make a misstep, well, you save forty percent. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you save forty percent because you got a, you're in a higher tax bracket, so the tax benefits are better. So, I think the biggest thing I would say about this forecast section is that you're just able to make better decisions and to make better decisions in terms of what opportunities you pursue because you've got data behind you to help you forecast and you start to understand what happens if I aggregate another business into mine. Because I know what efficiencies I can gain from this business I'm going to acquire because of the internal systems I have and the, and the data I have. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, good deal. So moving on to the next phase. Fund. Okay. So when you have your act together, you're profitable, you've got history behind you, funding becomes a lot easier. Now you're determining, now you're trying to make decisions between debt, so do I borrow money? equity? Do I bring on partners? Those are the kind of discussions you're having. You're looking at cost of capital, interest rates. Um, What happens if I bring on a partner? Is that too much uh, money? Is that too much to give up? You know, it's it's cheap on the front end if I bring in a partner because they don't cost me anything in terms of interest, but they cost me a lot on the back end if this thing really takes off. So those those are kind of things you're starting to think about because now capital flows to you, whether that be investment dollars of people that like what you're doing, that want to be a part of it, or people bringing opportunities for you to invest in. So, um, and then, and then debts, obviously, I mean, the environment we're in now, debt's cheap, money's cheap, um, in terms of interest rates, but most bankers then want to work with you. And so you just got a lot of opportunities on funding things that you may not have in the other phases. Funding things to make bigger swings mm-hmm. at business ventures or new ideas and that sort of thing. And is that two for two reasons come to mind? One, you have confidence in order to take on debt right. because you can clearly see where you're making money where you're not. So you're not guessing at you know uh, your profit centers. So Well, that goes back to our pest control example. It's just bigger numbers. Right. You know... In the pest control example, not to derail you, in the pest control example, it was a, a route or a guy. Okay, we know every one of those we bring on. You're, if you got whatever business you're in that has a thing that you add or acquire, and you know what it costs to front it, but it, you know what the return will be, yeah, you're way more confident to go borrow the money and do it. Yeah, exactly. So that's one aspect. And then I guess the the, the second one that came to mind was 
you can sell that confidence and show that in your books to other stakeholders like bankers or investors, and they can clearly see. Absolutely. Um, And so both of those reasons, I imagine that's why funding gets a little easier. Absolutely. Okay. So are there anything, I guess I had a, when I was thinking about this, I was also thinking about exiting and this may be what we talk about for the freedom section. Yeah. But, um, I had gotten some advice early on, and maybe maybe have been you who gave it to me. But trying not to live out of your business, yeah. Um, I feel like a CPA could camp on that, camp out on that for a little <laughs> that's bit. That's a whole. You, that's another podcast. Okay. Yeah. Is that we'll just leave it at that then? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know that. So know that that fits in the freedom state. Yeah, that's obviously. Well, I, where I was getting at is like that kind of funding and freedom. It seems like that's where that stuff comes to bite you. Right, is if like you're trying to sell a business, oh, yeah. or if you're trying to, you know, get investing, or you're trying to get a loan, and let you're me, seeing like, oh, okay, well, look, my numbers are this, but d- disregard the yeah. Let me give you, you know, let me give school you st- tuition or whatever. Let me give know? you a, let me give you an example, and because I think every what what resonates for me with podcasts are examples and analogies. I had somebody call me, and they said, "Hey, we want." We have a we have a business that's growing, and uh, some of my partners, let's say for lack of a better term, want to run personal expenses through there, and uh, significant personal expenses. And I said, okay. I said, would you want to be at the table, to your point, with a banker or an investor and have to explain away things? Have to say, oh wait, you know, no, 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 just that line right there, just add that back. It delegitimizes you. Right. And I know people do it for tax reasons. We could do a podcast on that. And look, I understand people want to save money on taxes and play in the gray area. I get all of that. But what you're talking about, when you don't run a legitimate business from top to bottom and it, sh- and it, and it shows in your numbers, it's just one reason to give people to doubt you in a setting where you need their confidence. Right. If you need, if somebody's trying to lend you a lot of money, or somebody's wanting to invest in your business, the last thing you want to do is start to chip away the confidence they have in the data you're giving them. Right. And so that was the point I made to that client. You don't want to ever have to be in that position where you have to explain things away because it starts to erode your credibility. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And to that end, I mean, that's where I was just thinking it would make your funding a lot difficult, a lot more difficult. Yeah. And to move, to move into the freedom phase and make it nearly impossible to sell your business or at least at its highest value. Right. Because, you know? I mean, if I were a buyer and, I mean, you wanna, you're want to, you sitting there across the table from somebody, you want to trust what they're providing to you. They start right. to, if they start to say, well, well, yeah, but this and yeah, but that. Well then, what else? Yeah. What else in here do I need? A, what yeah. stones do I need? Ignore a, a, the fried chicken line. Right. You won't have to take on that cost. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> when you buy my business. That's it's, right. That's right. It's just a personal expense. <laughs> it's meals, man. It's freedom. freedom. It's freedom. <laughs> right. That's what freedom looks like to you. Exactly. Yeah. So I was gonna say, when the freedom stages is whatever it looks like to you. It's whatever you set out when you started your business. You were thinking like, what does it look like if I really just nail this thing? If I really, mm. if I really you know, kill it. What does it look like? And so for a lot of people that sell in the business, for a lot of people that is a business that operates without them in terms of the day-to-day, they don't own a job. You've heard that term before. A lot of self-employed people just 
own a job. They can't yeah. leave. They can't leave for a week, a month, two months. Yeah, sure. That's what freedom looks like at the end of this. It's a it's a business, a systematic enterprise that runs like a well-oiled machine without you. Right. And so um, that's what one-way freedom looks like, I would think, at the end of this. And, and, and I would think, too, you might be just as happy you know, if you take a step back from this in that, what, what do we say, in that read phase, we've got a nice little business, you're organized, you're detailed, you can plan. That might be exactly where you want to be. Yeah. Um, but well, I, I would say everybody, to your point, this the whole system is scalable. We kind of, right. we use words like CEO and it kind of, yeah. you know, we were right. talking about these big tax benefits earlier or whatever yeah. or lack thereof. Right. Because <laughs> you, you still didn't reveal them yet. Um, but... It could really be, you know, you could essentially create a job for yourself, but it comes with a tremendous amount of freedom. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this enormous business to be right. able to, to yeah. create the life you want. Absolutely. You know? It could be it could be an organization with ten employees where you your systems are just so good that you can step out or step or do as much as you mm-hmm. want to do. And so yeah. again, that's what, what freedom looks like to you in that yeah. sense. So cloud accounting is obviously a huge part of of the freedom piece just because it kind of falls in line with like that convenience side. Right. You know what I mean? Or at least the the images that get conjured up when you think of freedom, you know. We yeah. talked last time about being on the beach and not doing accounting. I want to clarify that real quick because <laughs> I want to I want to cl- really okay. want to clarify. I said you could sure. if you needed to. Yeah. I think that's what I said. And you took you just took the opportunity right there to go in and say, <laughs> "Who wants to do their accounting on the beach?" I never said that. Okay. Yeah. So I just right. I want the record well, to state. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm even could is a trigger, so <laughs> I stand by my outrage. It was warranted. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Exactly. Yeah. Justified. I mean, I'm. I think I'm the voice of the people here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Cloud accounting. I mean, I think. Look. N- Find me one person where freedom looks like doing <laughs> accounting on the beach, and I'll I'll recant know, my man. Some I'll recant my. We got some pretty crazy accountants. Sure. That's, they would describe that as their freedom. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I think what we ought to do too is just kind of, you know, we're kind of recapping this whole system here. Let's just kind of like you're bringing up cloud, which is I think one of the overarching things of this. Yeah. Let's kind of just walk back through. I mean. Yeah, the the path back to getting to this ultimate place of, of freedom in your your business. Yeah, and, so, yeah. And what the total control accounting system is advertised as is is a path of leaving chaos and That's finding right. clarity and control. And I would think honestly, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. Most of the people listening or or ultimately going to be our clients, that's where they're going to see the biggest bang for their buck in the in the short run. Like getting to this final stage is a long-term game. But man, you can get from the record to the read phase or stage. I get that. I say that wrong every it's time. It's fine. We'll get it. Yeah, yeah, no. You can get there fast. Like I've got I'll tell you another example. I've got a client. They were they're all over the place. And they knew it. And they literally said, "Marcus, we've been watching your videos and it's almost like you were speaking to us about our data in a spreadsheet and in this system here and that system." I'm taking the morning to get them organized, we're going to be basically at the end of the record stage by the end of the day today. All their data is going to be in one place, synced up, organized. We got gusto going, got zero happening. Those two things are talking like this can happen fast. You just got to have, you got to be willing to pay for it 
up front to get it done, get it done right with people that know this stuff. You can be off and running quickly into a stage where you're looking at your data on an ongoing basis, having somebody advise you, collaborate with somebody. Like it's not that it's not this grandiose. Oh my god! In five years, we'll have our act together. Right. You can get this stuff together in weeks. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. that's encouraging to hear. That this, yeah, you know, we call it a journey. Maybe we yeah. should, you know, be careful with that. I think journey. You think like this long, you know. Yeah, I, I think you're, I think that second that second stage where you're reading is where you're really where you're going to spend a lot of time because you're you're fine tuning, right? You know you don't you don't get to the point of taking big swings of business opportunities and people sliding opportunities across your desk like that. You don't yeah. go from you don't go from the shoebox like we talked about to somebody saying I really want you to invest in my business or I want to invest in your business, mm-hmm. but that middle ground where you're probably going to spend a lot of time. But man. You can make a lot of money there. You can you can do really good business. You can get organized. You right. can uh, really fine tune and then get to that freedom spot. Yeah. Well, it takes a certain amount of time to be able to formulate decisions off the data. Absolutely. You know I mean? Well, you need history. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's another thing I've learned with experience is that I'll tell clients, look, this is going to take a little while. We got to get some. We got to get some. You know, water on the bridge, so to speak, and some yeah. data behind us. But again, I just want to reiterate that point. If you are sitting out there going, yeah, I've got my data in a spreadsheet. I've got receipts in a box. I've got PDFs on this computer. I've got Word documents for my invoicing. Like, you can get that together, and it's not a year-long process. Mm-hmm. Like, you get with the right firm, people that know what they're doing, you can get that stuff together pretty quickly and set you up for success going forward. Yeah. Well, let's end there. Hopeful message for all those <laughs> out there. Uh, you, you mean not doing accounting on the beach? That's exactly. Not, that wasn't the hopeful yeah, message. Well, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Right. Um, well, that's it for today. Um, be sure to go to mirror.group if you want some more information on the total control accounting system and how to get started. You can take a self-assessment quiz there and it'll kind of show you where you are in the process and what the next steps are for you. Um, There's some other resources to check out there as well and it's a great place to reach out to the Mirror Group if if you need some help with this stuff. So be sure to check out the next episode. We'll see you next time.